Welcome to the Fight With Depression podcast, a podcast for people who want to improve their mental health. My name is Christopher Boussard, and if you have been following lately in the last few episodes, I kind of did an in-intentional series on uh, doing the right thing, but in the last one, I uh, talked about um, having my wife Molly on and thought maybe I would grace you all with her presence. So I'd uh, like to say welcome to Molly. So Molly, introduce yourself, I guess. Hi, I'm Molly. I'm Christopher's wife. That, okay. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's it. Um, so I told you all Molly used to be on the radio and I guess maybe she'll do her radio voice or something. I don't know. Anyway, we are, I've got a few questions I'm going to, um, kind of ask her, um, I'm not like dropping any of these on her. She did read them and approved of them. So uh, I think I'm in the clear, uh, just really quick. Molly and I have been together coming up on 20 years, 20 years, and we have been, we're coming up on our 16th wedding anniversary. So we've had some ups and downs, not just in life, but between between us. So I guess I'll get started uh, with the first question. So Molly, um, we have had difficult times in our relationship. What was it like when you first faced the reality of my depression? Um, it was very early on. I remember pretty, pretty vividly that you kind of broke down and I didn't know what was going on. And you told me that you were struggling with depression. Um, and when I say early on, I'm talking within the first maybe two months of us being a couple. And um, I appreciated your honesty to recognize that something was wrong. And um, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't, I, I was just concerned for you. I just wanted you to feel better. What do you mean you weren't scared? Like scared for me, scared for you? It didn't scare me away from you. Um, I think, and this is just me speaking. I think that sometimes when it's a new relationship, you run the risk of being... I mean, you want to be honest, right? Um, but I think some people are maybe afraid to be too honest that they're going to scare the other person off. Um, they don't want to divulge too much information. They don't want to get too real because it's still the, you know, happy little um, honeymoon stage of the relationship. And I... I knew there was something special with you and I wasn't afraid to walk with you in, in your depression, you know, and to help you try to figure things out. Okay. So now fast forward, um, many years, what is it like being married to somebody with depression? Well, there are... <laughs> Um, I guess it's different day to day because 
you never know what your spouse is, is dealing with. Um, I think early on it was a lot more difficult because as open and honest as you were at first, that didn't continue throughout the years to come. Um, so it was, it was a bit more challenging, I would say. Um, I think, I guess, I don't know. It's, this is a really hard question because being married to you now is different than being married to you 14, 15, 16 years ago. Um, well, you're kind of jumping ahead in the questions, I think, a little bit. So what, what, what about then? What about um, like the first, I don't know, five years or so? I think the first five years were some of the most difficult. Um, if I can be honest and candid, is that okay? <laughs> I, I would hope so. Um, so right after it was either right after or right before we got married you had stopped taking your um antidepressants and you quit cold turkey and um, I, I don't recommend that by the way yeah i was miserable uh not only was he miserable but um i was pretty miserable too and um it was it was very very difficult because here we are we had just gotten married and um it was probably the hardest year I think we had ever had um, because his emotions and the way that he interacted and reacted to things was completely different than the person that I had known before. So that part of being married to somebody with depression was very challenging. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spring another, uh, spring a question though. Um, what about before and after having children. So we, we have three, three kids. Um, was there a difference between not having children and having children? What do you mean with your, well, our interaction, the way, how we, um, I guess acted toward each other. Um, well, you have to, Okay, the good thing to point out is we were married in May of 2007, and by July of 2008, we had a baby. So we didn't have a very long time to be married without, um, you know, starting our family. I do think that the... Gosh, I'm not quite sure what I how I want to say things. Um, I think there have been many versions of our marriage and of our lives together. I think having kids was an amazing thing, a great thing. I feel like it kind of brought you out of depression in certain circumstances, but I also feel that it was very overwhelming to you at times. So what you're saying is children are not a cure for depression. That is correct. <laughs> they are a blessing. <laughs> but they don't fix things. <laughs> Neither does marriage. But um, yep. anyway, 
Um, so what is it like being married to a firefighter who doesn't want to talk about um, certain parts of the job, but you can tell when something's wrong, so, such as like coming home or, or anything like that? Oh, it's highly frustrating for me because um, I want to be a part, I've always wanted to be a big part of your life. And I mean, that sounds silly. Um, I want to know what's going on with you. Let me re rephrase that. I've, I've wanted you to be open and honest and to know what's going on in your life. And you would go to work and come home and not want to tell me anything. Uh, many of the times, you know, as, as a wife of a firefighter, we have no clue what is what they're dealing with at work. There's been very few times where I was aware because of maybe it was a news story or I'm hearing it from other people. Um, it's on social media, something like that. I know what's going on. But um, a lot of the times I don't know what happened and I don't know what he's dealing with. Not just, not just as a husband, but as a husband who has depression, um, opening up was a hard thing for you to do anyway. And I think that um, when you are dealing with difficult situations, it made it made it even more difficult. I didn't know how to help you. I wanted to. Um, so Mo Molly would always ask um, or, or say, well, you didn't tell me about that. Like, yeah. I don't. I, I don't I didn't remember. I didn't think about it or I don't know, whatever. Well, you didn't tell me that. I, uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I'm not was... editing. I'm not editing this, by the way. I'm just going to leave it. Blah. Oh, just, boy. You know, just, anyway. I think it was one of those things. It's hard to hear something from the other spouses about what you guys went through on shift and knowing that you're not opening up to me that way because I took it very personally and I couldn't separate the fact that, hey, maybe this is bothering him more than I know and him talking about it is just gonna open up a wound that's possibly started to heal or maybe he doesn't want to, maybe he doesn't wanna revisit that and selfishly I'm going, well, he's not telling me these things, so he's keeping something from me, or he doesn't want me to be that involved. Um, and so it was, it's definitely, I think we got better um, over the years. You kind of figured out what you could share with me and what you were comfortable sharing and what you weren't. And um, the more that I took the time to understand and really look into not only who you are, but what it's like for you to battle depression and anxiety. I think I was able to kind of just understand things a little bit more and give you a little bit more grace in that. Well, I think that's very common in the first responder world is um, there's some people who will come home and open up about everything and are very... Um, Oh, what's whatever the word is I'm looking for, um, just very open and 
they'll just spill everything and then other people don't want to talk about it. And I think it's very common to hear, um, hear spouses that say, well, you know, I, this person doesn't want to open up to me and, you know, that's, they, they think that it's something about them or, you know, their relationship or something like that. But it's really just that person doesn't want to come home and talk about it. Some people process things differently. And, um, some people I know their, their way of processing is just, um, word vomit essentially so well and if I can add on to that in hindsight I think going back or for people who maybe are in this situation now having that conversation and being honest say can you talk to me after a call or I mean or is that something that you just cannot do please let me know so I know what to expect so I don't feel like you're keeping something from me. So I understand, hey, I'm not comfortable talking about these things. It's going to take me time. Or, yeah, I'm going to open up. Are you comfortable hearing these things? Just kind of setting the bar that way. Well, and part of it, too, is um, I'm definitely not a person. If, somebody's get, if somebody asks me for information, I'm not willing to necess- necessarily give it up as, as much as when I'm ready. So if you know, you come and ask me like, oh, did anything happen? And, you know, I wasn't ready to, to talk about it. So then at the point where I would have been, I'm less likely to, to talk about it because I was prodded before. Whereas, you know, like I said, I'm one, I'm one of the people that, you know, are, are, we have kids that are that way, that if you just let them go and then, you know, after a certain amount of time, you can't get them to stop talking about something because that's information that they are offering up on their own. Um, and I think it's just different people. So that's very much our oldest. We've, you know, and I think honestly, having her, when you circle back to the kids thing, um, that has helped me understand you a lot. For those of you who may know our oldest daughter and those who don't, uh, she is the spitting image of Christopher in not only her looks, but her uh, personality and um, the struggles that she deals with. And picking her up from school, we've had to learn. We just say, hi, how was your day? And maybe she'll say, okay, or something. And then it's pretty much a silent car ride home because she needs that time to decompress and to kind of, you know, just breathe. And then in the evening, she's going to open up and tell us, but we can't bug her because she's just going to get frustrated and irritated. And that's definitely helped. I don't know. (laughs) I don't like that word decompress. Um, I know you don't like it. I'm sorry. Um, Process. That's process. What I, that's what I like to say. Process information. Yeah, but that was my okay. sentence, not yours. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> I told you I'm not editing this. I'm just going to leave it. Anyway, so recently, like you said, I've been uh, more open, and I'll, I'll let you know when I'm having an anxiety attack. Um, do you wish you were able to recognize that earlier in our relationship? I feel that I personally could recognize that something was wrong. I didn't know what was wrong. And yes, I definitely wish that I could have 
recognize that you were having anxiety or that you were struggling with something, whatever it is, because early on in our relationship, and I mean, for many years, um, you would get quiet and, and not, not trying to like, I'm not picking on you. I'm being honest. And we've talked about this before, but it was very much not that you would just get quiet, but you would get a little bit grumpy. And I thought that, well, I must have done something because he's being curt with me or he's just not being, not being how he was last night. So what did I do to upset him? And my fault in this would be, I would continue to ask, what did I do? What's wrong? Why are you mad at me? What did I do? What's the matter? Until finally it would reach a, it's not about you. You didn't do anything. And then it would be like, oh, okay. So what is wrong? What <laughs> What's bothering you? And that was very unhelpful. Um, so should I have just given you the, it's not you, it's me speech? No, like, no, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I I think that, you know, looking back, we were we were young when we got together and we were young when we got married and started having babies and I think a lot of life experience has helped us figure this out. Um but just having that just being able to have that I'm having a bad day or I'm having high anxiety today. And just to understand that a little bit more would have been helpful. Well, and I think um, for me, and it took me a long time, I think, I don't know, pride or, or, or whatever, it's not easy. Um, but I can, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm comfortable just saying I'm having an anxiety attack. My anxiety is through the roof. Like right now, I'll tell you all, I am in kind of having a, a minor anxiety attack right now. Um, kind of, you know, it's the the sweating and, and everything like that. And I think probably probably a lot of it is, um, you know, you Molly, kind of spilling my beans here, um, so to speak. But not, I mean, I don't know, not really. But anyway, but I think just ha- being able to to say that, like, I am having an anxiety attack right now. And she just goes, okay, it, it, it helps not just, um, her to understand like, okay, he, this is something he's going through right now, but it's, it's relieving to both of us because now I'm telling her like, there's not, it's not something that you are doing wrong. There's nothing that you're doing wrong. So then she just goes, okay, thank you. And it doesn't get worse. So I, I wrote about it in my book. Um, you know, those anxiety attacks, they build and build and build, but that just saying that I'm having an, in an anxiety attack right now is, um, kind of relieve some of that stress, um, relieve some of that pressure. So, well, and not just with the anxiety, I think that you've been very honest where, you know, you've said you're just, you're not having a good day. You're, you know, it's just not a good day. You have stressors or you have pain right now with your, with your back, 
because sometimes that can come off, you know, you're frustrated because your back hurts. And um, just to be able to voice that to somebody and say, my back really hurts right now and not just kind of smooth things over and ignore it. It's, it's really freeing. I think for you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, um, it, it seems to be freeing for you to just be able to say those things. And it's very freeing for me because I understand and I can, if there's something I can do to help, then that's great. But a lot of the times there's nothing I can do to help except for just sympathize and understand that it's a tough day or you're in pain, whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, I get really angry when my back's worse than, than it normally is or whatever. So, um, anyway, um, I think we kind of answered the next part of that question is what would you have done anything different knowing what you do now? You know, I, yes and no, because it's that whole thing. Well, all your experiences in the past make you who you are so you can go that route. No, I wouldn't change a thing because I love where we are now. But at the same time, I think back of all the unnecessary arguments or unnecessary tension because we, we didn't have the tools to communicate that with each other. The, you were very much in, once again, permission to speak freely. I knew about your depression and anxiety. Um, some of your family knew, but the majority of your friends and our acquaintances had no idea what you were dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And it did create friction. And um, I go, gosh, wow, if we just would have, you know been able to communicate these things with each other more, or if he could have had the words to say, I'm having a lot of anxiety or whatever it is, or if I wasn't as pestering as I was trying to get it. I mean, we just, you know, we would have saved a lot of unnecessary arguments or hurt feelings. So you wouldn't have uh, covered for me with our friends is that what you're saying? I covered for you before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So if you could go back and tell the younger version of me anything, what would it be? Oh, geez. Uh, You're not surprised uh, by this question. You saw it. I saw it, but I didn't (laughs) remember. Invest in Apple. No. (laughs) Jeez. I would say it's okay to be honest. And it's okay to open up. I think that's... That was was short. That was a short answer. Well, that's Um, that's how it is. Okay. Um, What do you think has been the most beneficial thing for me and for you? Separately and together. What do you you mean the most beneficial thing as far as... For, um, I guess... For me, as a person who who kind of deals with this, and for you as having to deal with me dealing with this. Well, I choose to deal with you. I don't have to deal with you. I choose to. Um, well, I kind of 
You're stuck now. I <laughs> jokes on you. Ha ha. Um, I think. Just kidding. I think. Um, honestly, writing your book was was huge because it gave you that outlet. And I don't know exactly what prompted it. I remember we got into an argument because I had spoken to somebody that you were struggling with depression. And then you found out that that person knew you had depression and you got mad. And I'm like, why is it such a secret? Like what, why? And after that, you started writing your book I mean, you had written, there were a couple chapters that you had written just as short stories before that. But I think that was kind of a pivotal point because what it felt like to me was you were just able to unload years of hurt and pain and hiding and just get it all out there. And it felt like it was just an uplifting, freeing experience for you because now you're not worried about who's going to know or who's going to find out or keeping up this facade, you know, as this, this tough firefighter who has it all together. Um, it, 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 you're, you're actually being real. And so I think that was a huge benefit. Now it didn't come without some bumps in the road trying to navigate it. But um, I think that it just progressively gets better and better. So what was the other part? What am I supposed to be answering? I don't know. I closed the book. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, what would be the most beneficial thing for each of us individually and uh, together, I guess. So I think that that would be the... I mean, it's both. It's the same thing. I think that um, writing your book was, and I can, and I have to say writing your book because that's what, you didn't go out to all your friends and to your family and to your coworkers and this and that and be like, hey, guess what? I have depression and anxiety and that's well, I did me. a couple people, you know. A couple and, people, you know, yeah. But I think it's a, well, there's the, the fear of judgment. Right. And then once it's all out there, then like, well, I don't have anything to be afraid of anymore. Um, But then it also gives other people, you know, it's amazing how many people come up and and they're like, oh, you know, I've, I, you know, I, I know what you're saying, what you're feeling. I've, you know, I've got this going on and they tend to, people tend to talk to Molly more about it than, than me. Well, because I like to talk. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want to speak on that at all or? Well, I've definitely, I mean, I, I will always be Christopher's biggest cheerleader. Um, I have always said that, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to support you. Sometimes I have a hard time agreeing with certain things and I'm like, okay, how do I support him through this? Well, you and, don't always have to agree with what I say. Well, I'm not, not, I'm just saying there's things even supporting you, like just have to do that. But when it comes to this topic, um, I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm taking too much credit, but I feel like I pushed you probably a lot more than you wanted to be pushed to speak about it, to open up, to be more honest with yourself to seek out help 
um, because when people are going through this, you can't do it alone. You need, and I couldn't, I couldn't help you and I couldn't fix it for you, but I could be there and help encourage and support. But like I said, it was, you know, when I say supporting you and encouraging you, um, having that freedom to talk to people about you and your struggles and and trust me you're not I mean I have my own you know baggage and things that I that I come with really um (laughs) just a little bit but but um depression and anxiety are it's so much bigger than people let on and I had a meeting with a couple people a few weeks ago and I was just talking about the podcast and they asked, what's the podcast about? And I said, oh, you know, my husband deals with depression, anxiety, and really has a heart for helping people. And both of these people that I was speaking to confessed that not only do they have battles with depression, but their children do as well. And um, it opened up a whole topic of conversation and they were both very adamant about like why do why don't people talk about this more why is it so hard to to open up why are we afraid of it why do we hide it and um like i said it's fear it's fear of judgment yeah but you, but you you talk to people and it seems like regardless of who you talk to they, they know somebody or there's oh yeah you know my my neighbor's cousin's friend or you know i don't know whatever it is but everybody is, everybody knows somebody who struggles, everybody struggles with something in one way or another, but everybody knows somebody who has been diagnosed and, or is treated for depression or bipolar disorder or whatever it is. But I think there's still fear of talking about it. Um, and I, I, I mean, I see that where people don't want to people don't want to open up. They don't want to share like, Oh yeah, Hey, there's this, you know, this podcast or there's this website or, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's, I think there's still the fear of that. I don't know. Well, and if you don't know anybody that deals with depression or anxiety or mental people, say you cut me off. I was going to say, then you're, you're doing, there's somebody who's hiding it really well for sure, because that's what that's what people do. They skirt things over and they hide it because yeah, probably for fear of judgment, maybe they're embarrassed. Maybe they're afraid. Um, whatever the reason it's, it's just sad. You know, I mean, we need to have that community and support because it's not something that you can do by yourself. It's in it. And you shouldn't, have to do it by yourself at all cool thank you molly you're welcome um yeah so we're gonna just kind of finish this episode um if if you're on spotify you can i've I've got polls and uh comments on there and everything that you can go in and uh reply to comments you know what do you think about this episode and everything so Go on there if you're on Spotify and, you know, let me know if you like this. If you want to hear more from Molly, uh, if you want to hear her talking about, uh, you know, my my faults more. It's not your faults. (laughs) 
No. If you're if you're uh, if you're entertained, if you want to hear more from Molly, just because you like hearing her voice, um, or whatever it is, just let me know. Or you can go to thefightwithdepression.com, go to the contact page, and you know let me know. That goes directly to my email. Let me know if there's anything that you want to talk about. Molly's got something to. I just wanted to add a little more. It, it this wasn't a question, but I just feel like maybe it needs to be said. If if you are a spouse of somebody who has anxiety and depression, both either whatever it may be or another mental um, mental illness, mental disorder, whatever it is, just be patient and understand that. The pain that they are going through is so much more than we could ever know. And taking the time to go, okay, is this really really looking at the situation? And if it's somebody who needs help, approach them cautiously. Don't push them. Don't be like me. Don't berate <laughs> them and be like, no, we need to fix this now. And um be cautious and um, be patient with them. And if you are unable to have that conversation, maybe maybe find somebody else who can have that conversation with them if there's a trusted friend or somebody. But don't give up on a person for a situation that they cannot control. Um, because it's, it's not, they didn't choose this. Um, well, it's not what they want. It's, you know. And to to that point, you know, like Molly said, you know, you're not going to you're not going to fix that. You're not going to fix them. I know people want to fix people. I'm a fixer. Molly's a fixer. Um you're not going to fix them. It's main to, maintenance. It's not um repair, so to speak. And it, you know, that all has to go, come through mental health professionals and and they even really don't fix the problem. They they do maintenance. Um, so anyway, yeah. Thank you. Any yeah. anything else? No, it's just just on that. Yeah, it's it's something. It's a for some people it's temporary. You know, be it like a postpartum depression or something like that. But for some people, for the majority of people, it's going to be a lifelong thing. And you're going to have days that are super hard, and you're going to have days that are amazing. And it's just staying the course, being patient, knowing how, having those open conversations on, hey, when you're having a rough time, or if you're telling me your anxiety is high, is there something I can do to, to lessen that? Do I need to, you know, go out for a walk and let you have a quiet space? Or, you know, do we need to turn on the TV and distract your mind or whatever it may be? Just um, trying to be open um about about these things I think has has been so helpful for us and if you're not able to like I said if you're not able to have that conversation with your friend or your spouse or whoever um, you can reach out to us if you want I'm happy to talk to you about things and how I dealt with it it may not always have been the best but I think we've learned a lot but um, see if you can find somebody in your church or community or a friend who, who can have those open conversations because it's so important. Thank you. I think this is good. I think maybe we'll do this, um, you know, maybe we'll do this again. We'll, we tend to talk a lot, so maybe we'll just record it and let it make other people listen to us talking. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let me know what you think. Go to thefightwithdepression.com or 
you know, through the podcast, let me know. So yeah, we'll talk to you next time. And until then, God bless. You want to say bye? Bye.